Let's just pour another drink real quick, see if we can get anything else out of us. <laughs> we're back with another episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. My name is Kenny, and we're here with our 22nd episode, and Ryan is finally back to join us. So, Ryan, uh, welcome back. It's good to be back. Uh, sorry I missed you there. We planned to do this for our 20th episode, and I had to delay them because of the kiddos, but they're doing great. They're actually going to get to come home in the next few days, so uh, excited about that, and it's good to be back and kind of recap, you know, this whole experience. We've done – this is 22 now, and we've screwed up a lot. We've done some good things, I think, and I think we're getting good feedback. But, um, you know, it's it's been a great journey, and we're going to keep it going. So Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we, we've done pretty well for ourselves so far. I just checked our stats this morning, and we've, we've surpassed now the 10,000 plays – uh, mark right so there's been over 10,000 plays of our podcast which is fantastic we're averaging anywhere between uh, 350 to 600 plays per episode you know depending upon who the guest is uh, but you know there's there's definitely been some guests that have uh, stood out in our opinions I think more than others I mean have you had like a favorite one that you've you've been uh, you know favored towards with interviewing so far from their bar to yours Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky. And you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Get270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Uh, well, one of them was the Sipping Corn episode. That was like very informative, very cool. Uh, just all the history. 
the origin story of Ezra Brooks was was one that I really found interesting because I you see on the bottles now that Ezra Brooks that they they talk about having um, all all sorts of history. Uh, they talk about having a history of not just their bourbon, but master distillers going back generations. And you find out that there's a lawsuit from the late 50s that has the entire origin story of Ezra Brooks. And it's a brand created out of thin air in 1957. So there, there is no history, true history to Ezra Brooks, despite what the labels say. So that's been another interesting uh, point that, I, that I've learned here is it, there is a lot of, of puffing in, in, in the marketing that goes on with bourbon labels. And I think what people are finally latching on to is that honesty is important and truth is important and people don't want to feel duped by marketers. Uh, by the way, we do not have a guest on the episode today. We're just kind of just rambling on between right. us yeah. two right now. I just think we wanted to kind of do a – kind of a, an update of, of kind of what we've learned so far and, yeah. and what we've thought about our guests. And, and so far, uh, I think that we've done a great job of getting a, a different mix of guests from, as you said, with, with Brian of Sip and Corn, to, from bloggers and Blake uh, to people that are actually in the industry. They're the actual master distillers uh, to people that are just, uh, you know, historians or they're in the quote unquote part of the entertainment industry of it. Right. Uh, I think we, we've got a lot of different things that we can still cover and we've got a whole lot more guests that are still lined up to go as well yeah we even scratched the surface i mean there's so many parts that create the bourbon industry and we have you know we still got get in contact and do episodes with the you know the still people the staves you know there's so many ways we can get this information guys because there's so much involved you know with getting that you know that that liquor to the the bottle that there's just so much so many people and stories that make it unique, and we're excited to, we're going to be able to bring that to you. Yeah, I think I think we're going to be able to try doing our best. And you know, one of the great things that that happened in the past episode with um, you know our, our friends from Boundary Oak, you know, that wasn't even something that that we thought of, right? Right. This was actually something that was a a, a listener sent us an email, and they said you guys should probably go check them out. And so that was one of the things, and that's what we really need, right? We need we need some some help and support at sometimes too, because uh, your feedback helps makes the show better. It helps us get the guests that we want, and uh, we can also you know try to try to adjust it for for everybody's listening pleasure. You know, we're definitely uh, definitely not in it for the money, right? I mean, a because there is none, uh, but b you know it, it's it's more about just I think meeting a lot of these people, and not only are we spreading knowledge and, and helping other people gain that knowledge about the bourbon industry, about what you can learn from uh, all these different distillers and all these different people in it, but we're getting educated at the same time. And that's what I'm always noticing is that whenever we bring a new guest on, I'm learning uh, some new tidbit or fact. Uh, that I never knew before. Yeah, it, like with the Boundary Oak um, episode, he was talking about you know how much better a pot still is versus a column still, and I was like, I had no idea. Well, a true pot still bourbon obviously is going to be much more expensive than uh, a column still. And for you know listeners who don't know the difference, a column still is like going to McDonald's. You've got a continuous run of French fries or a continuous run of hamburgers. And that, in this instance, it would be a continuous run of liquor coming out. Where a pot still is just like going to your grandma's house and having her making you one pot of French fries. So when we make a pot of liquor in a pot still, 
you're getting all of the flavors and all the uniqueness of those grains or whatever you're making with uh, that goes to your column, that goes to your distillate. So you, it's a slower process. So you, you get to really experience how bourbon was made before the introduction of the continuous still in the late 1800s. You know, this is how scotch is made, so to speak. So I and it, the exciting thing about it is you've got companies like Willet that are going to be coming out with some of this wonderful bourbon, this pot-stilled bourbon. Uh, they've got the, the jump on us other guys, and so they've got a lot of bourbon put up just going to set the world on fire, I'm telling you now. And you're going to have a lot of other craft distillers that are all following in behind making these pot still uh, a bourbon. So I think our offering to the world will be limited but will be very appreciative by people who enjoy bourbon. And, and if you can get one of them, you can get a bottle, you've got a real prize. So I, I had no idea. There's just so much little nuggets of information that, you know, go into making these unique products and it's cool to f- figure out what all takes place. We're about two thirds through the year. Let's talk about some of uh, your favorite releases this year. Um, well, am I, am I thinking of a releases of, of past or am I thinking about something that's also going to come in the future here? Because there's definitely some things that are going to be coming out. Well, th- that you've tasted this year that's actually been released and you've actually drank and have in your hands. Yeah, you know, when we recorded our first episode, we we had brought over some, some good bourbons uh, just to kind of have something to sip on as we were doing this. And we kind of talked about uh, some of the releases because we we actually started our, our first episode I think it was, you know, right after the whole Pappy rush, right? So after mm-hmm. after the fall release of Pappy. Um, but everything that's that's happened since then, you know, we've we've all done our fair share of uh trading and buying and whatnot to get stuff. And uh one of the things that that's kind of taming me from from trying everything is the fact that I'm moving house right now and uh I've got about seventy bottles of bourbon that are sitting in my parents' basement. So I really don't get a chance to even crack them open. Uh, but there's definitely been uh, some good ones that I've opened this year. Uh, first, of course, is the George T. Stag for 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing, amazing bourbon. Uh, it's almost wanted me to try to sit there and see if I can't get any prior years to to try to really compare it against. But I think I'll just hold out for for this fall's release. I think that'll probably be uh, a good indication of what's to come. And then, of course, you know, one of the great things that I love that is is it's always a consistently good bourbon. And you can get it almost any time of the year is if you have the ability to go to Wilt's Distillery and mm-hmm. go to their gift shop. I mean, anything that's that's within that t- 10 to 13 year range in there is usually pretty damn good. Yeah. I've never been disappointed, right? Now, I have yeah, been disappointed even, with some Willets, but usually some of those are like store picks or something like that. But the fact that Drew can just pick everything that he wants right there in the gift shop, I, I think I think those are maybe the premium barrels. Yeah, even even the nine year uh, really was a, a really great uh, selection this year, and the the eleven is one of my top fives of this year. The eleven and the twenty two also. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty outstanding. It's a high price tag, but it, it's got a lot of complexities, and it's worth you know all, every penny of it. It is. You know, it's funny. We we get you know we're in those. We we had a we had a uh, our first episode. You know, we kind of talked about bourbon hunting groups, and that's definitely been going strong. And even this week, there was a, a text that came out that said, uh, "Will it release yet another twenty two? Uh, who wants to run out to the distillery?" And that was on a Saturday, but of course, everybody's got stuff to do on Saturdays and can't drive out, you know, 45 minutes for to go and get it. But uh, it's it's one of those things where they are releasing uh, a lot more 22s than, than I would anticipate it. Yeah, it's like we got one of the first barrels, I think it was like C-16 or something, and uh, 
you're like, all right, we got it. And then they come out with another one. The <laughs> yeah, one then it's like next week, like, and we're like, wait a second. Like, what? Wait I thought I thought this was it, right? So I definitely think they're taking advantage of, uh, you know, the how hot bourbon is right now, especially, you know, these unique releases and whatnot. Well, I mean, even with that, with unique releases, you know, they're not the only ones taking advantage. Right. Look look across the street at what Heaven Hill is going to be doing in the fall. Yeah. With the, I think it's a... The yeah. John Fitzgerald. It's yeah. A, it's a 20-year? It's that? a 20-year Stitzel Weller. I, from what I know is that they purchased... Some barrels from Stitzel Weller in the 90, early 90s before it closed. And then at 20, it's either 20 or 22, they put it in steel tanks to stop the aging. And now they're going to bottle that in a 375 milliliter. And it's probably going to be around 300 to $350, which that's, is that's insane, a, but I'm sure they'll sell. So. That's a hefty price tag. I mean, let's, and not only that, it's a hefty price tag for something that might not even be barrel strength right like we don't even really know what it's going to be yet um so i i think it's it's pretty uh pretty crazy the 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 price tags that they're they're searching for some of these not only that is uh maybe they're maybe they're being smart right they're seeing like well what can i get for this uh what are people willing to pay right why why would i let somebody go and charge that on the secondary market so they can make money when i can just do it right out of the gate yeah another thing they're doing is uh, just gift shop releases so they're kind of you know instead of they're cutting the middlemen out, so they're able to just you know pocket mm-hmm. all. So it's a pretty smart business move, but it's yeah because you had you had things like the the William Heaven Hill um, release that this year, right? That was once that was actually something that was uh, blew my mind. So anybody that didn't know, so William Heaven Hill, uh, another product that comes from uh, Heaven Hill, but it's a it's a barrel proof. I believe this year it was like a hundred and forty four proof or something like that. It was definitely it was up there. Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, you looked at it, it, it looked like black charcoal, like just in a bottle, right? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely some, some, uh, some dark stuff, but from what I heard, uh, you know, we had some friends that tried to go out there. They, you know, the, the gift shop opens at 9am. They're like, okay, well, we'll just leave here at like eight and we'll get there as soon as it opens. Well, they got there and there was already a line of a hundred people standing out there. Yeah. They, did, they didn't even stand a chance. That They even had that, uh, for the Elijah Craig barrel proof, uh, I think it was a seven or eight. They released it down at the Evan Williams Experience downtown Louisville, and I got the tweet at like eight in the morning. It opened at ten, and there was already like fifty people in line, and they only had seventy five bottles. So it's it's crazy how much you know that 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 they're able to get this draw for these rare releases, and and that people are willing to pay for it. Yeah, not only that is uh, for anybody that ever thinks that they're going to visit Louisville. And it was funny because I was I was actually at uh, a liquor barn here recently, and uh, I saw a guy pull up, and he asked me. He said, uh, "How far away is downtown from here?" I said, "Oh, it's just there." And I said, "I, I said, are you guys not from around here?" He goes, "No." And I said, "Well, what are you doing at a liquor barn?" He goes, "Oh, well, we came here to you know find some good bourbons that we can't get back home." I go, "You're searching in the wrong part of the country." I said, "You know, anything that's in Louisville, if it comes out." It's going to be picked clean within the day. Yeah. So the odds of you ever coming to Louisville and trying to find something that uh, you can't get back home uh, is pretty. Uh, I think it's it's pretty pretty close to say it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. Elmer T. Lee got released yesterday here, and uh, luckily I had a friend pick me up a bottle. But I went there today to go get one, and they're already gone. No, oh, <laughs> and geez. it's like you know, twenty four hours. And I mean, Elmer T. Lee's. A, I love it. it. It's you know a good value bourbon, but. It's not that rare, but people are just people go crazy people over people go crazy and, over, and that's what happens, especially around here. I mean, Louisville is just a it's it's really a tough market, especially for bourbon, just because. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things that at least here there is more demand than there is supply, 
right? And there's definitely been the cases where people are trying to say like, you know, keep more bourbon in Louisville for the people that want to get it and get, you know, drinking stuff like that. I don't think I'm, I'm on board with, with a lot of that, right? Because yeah, there's definitely bourbon that's going to go out and it's going to go across the country. That's going to sit on shelves for, for weeks, if not months, if not a year. Uh, but I, I still don't think, I mean, I think that's the luck of the game when, when you are hunting, and stuff like that, right? Because yeah, it's anything all about the chase. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a thing around here in Louisville. Like the way that the way that we've all kind of seen this progression happen is that if something does come out, what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to go get your wife, your sister, your brother, your mother's cousin to go and buy you a bunch of bottles. So you got a stockpile of it in the basement, and that's probably not what we want to happen. Right. Exactly. Or you're. You're camping out, you know, and freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's all happened, right? It's it's definitely happened. But you know, I, the funny thing with camping though is that I actually enjoy it because it, a lot of people, especially on uh, forums and stuff like that, they they give it a bad rap. They're like, you know, like all these people are uh, what's causing the problem and all this sort of sort of stuff. Uh, but look at it in this sort of light, right? Think about going somewhere with like. 30 friends and you guys are all just sitting in a parking lot, just drinking, talking and have, you have something in common, right? Right. So it's definitely a a pretty fun experience to be able to do some of that. Uh, But, you know, would I rather not camp out? (laughs) Absolutely. Right. I I would much rather just be able to go online and order and have it shipped to my house. That that would make life 10 times easier, but uh, that's never going to happen. Yeah. It's like, you are kind of weird. So it's, you all can, (laughs) you know, be weirdos together and and but yeah i haven't done the camping yet i might look forward to it this fall with some of the buffalo trace antique collection and the pappy releases but uh i i haven't gone to camping yet i've I've gone to stalking down uh distributor trucks and uh you know just scouring every liquor store in the city but it's i just began this journey about a year ago. Like you taught me about all the, I've always drank bourbon, but never really gotten to the higher end rare stuff. So it's been just kind of cool to see this whole world of knowledge and just, you know, strategic strategies and just yeah. to get your hands on these bottles. Well, you know, if, if anybody could predict the future, you would have, you would have bought it a long time ago and just hoarded it. But you know, that's, that's, that's the thing that always happens is you're, you can never really be prepared for, for these things that are going to blow up or that are going to get bigger than you could imagine or uh, in some cases for some people uh, you know have a good down payment on their retirement <laughs> for some of the bottles that they have right correct Shopify's already taken the cash register online helping millions sell billions around the world but did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Yeah, so I guess getting back to some of this year's releases, uh, what did you, did you ever open your Cured Oak? So I have not opened my Cured Oak yet, okay. right? So that's still sitting in, uh, still sitting there in the wrapping paper. Uh, I just, I just, like I said, right now I've got all my bottles of bourbon sitting in my parents' basement. The last one I opened was a, a Weller 107. Did that you was take inventory to make sure they have <laughs> You know, it was funny. Uh, I had my uncle come to town and, uh, and he was like, I want to drink some good bourbons. I said, okay, well, hold on. Let me go to the basement and go get some. So I, I brought up a Pappy 20. I brought up a few Willets and, uh, stuff like that. And, and he drank it and, and, and I brought up, I said, well, here's some of my prized possessions. And uh, he goes, well, don't be surprised if one of those are making their way back home to Ohio tomorrow. And I said, well, I'm just going to hide these somewhere else in the yeah, basement. I'm going to sleep with them tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about awesome. yourself? Did you, do you have any other favorites for this year? Uh, yeah, this year, I mean, the, what we're drinking now, this Booker's, the Big Man Small Batch. I really I really enjoyed it. Um, the Cured Oak was, I thought – it had mixed reviews, but I thought it was well worth, uh, especially at retail at 75. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend that went to Sheboygan, Wisconsin and ran, stumbled into three bottles and was gracious enough to let me buy one of those. But I've, I've drank about, I've had about two drinks out of it. Now I'm like paranoid, never have it again. <laughs> and so that, that cured Oak was one of my favorites. Uh, the will is 22. Um, this year is probably the, I think it's C 16 D. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, that's probably my number one so far of this year. And then the Willits 11 is just that, that one's rocked my world. I, I, I really like that one. Was that barrel 5203? I can't remember if that's. What yes. It, yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. That was definitely a good one. And then I like the Elijah Craig barrel number seven. It's the 130. It's seven or eight. It's 139.8, I think. And that was that, the latest one. I think. Yeah. It's the yeah. latest one. And it's been. I've compared all – I have three of them, and I've compared them. That, that one's been my favorite. So those have kind of been, you know, my go-tos. Like whenever I'm – Saturday night, it's, you know, something to celebrate, I'm going to those. Now, have you, have you kind of noticed that in the past year, a lot more distilleries have been coming out with more barrel-proof releases? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it seemed like five to six years ago, there wasn't that many. You had some, you know, that – Booker's was always – barrel proof but you really didn't have too many i know parkers did a few releases that way but uh, now it's just you know people you once you get that palette that you just want more and more and you the barrel proof really just displays all the characteristics of the bourbon lets it shine through and you can and then you can manipulate it however you want to with mm-hmm. ice or water and so you kind of get the bourbon as it was meant to be made and and then you can manipulate it however you want and it's 
barrel perch ruined me because anything that's uh, 100 proof or less, it tastes like water almost <laughs> now. Now, one thing, at least that I, I kind of look at it is, is that it, it's always a price point, right? I, I say if you're going to charge, uh, you know, for a, a 40, 45, maybe in a $50 bottle, uh, you know, I can, I can see where it might be uh, at 100 proof or maybe even, you know, uh, 115 or 90 or something like that. But when you get up to like the hundred dollar mark, like if it's not barrel proof, it's like, man, why, why am I buying this? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's one of those things that I, I've got to, I've got to figure out like not, I mean, again, I guess the distiller is wanting to you to drink it the way that it was uh, made for you to be drink, you know, but at the same time as, as when we, when we think and we talk to all these people that, the, the price points, I think, are, are starting to dictate like what you expect that bourbon to be. Because as soon as you you look at a, a bourbon and it's uh you know it's a hundred hundred fifty dollars and it's like eighty or ninety proof, you're just like, well, shit, might as well just drink a water at this point. I, if, at that price point, I'm looking for a higher proof. I guess. That's what I've, I've got a uh, I've got a little bit left. I think like two pours left of a barter house, yep. and I'm just holding on to it. Like I just I I don't I'm not gonna, I don't I've, I don't know if I'm ever going to finish the damn bottle just because I was like I don't know if I want to get rid of the bottle because I don't really don't know if I'm going to buy another one of those products again. So that's that's I'm kind of kind of understand you on that. Yeah, and is the barter house, it's done, I think, isn't it? They're not. That, no, I think barter house continue to go. You know, we, that was actually all in, uh, in episode 17 when we had, uh, you and Morgan, uh, who is the, uh, from our masters of whiskey from Diageo. He, he came on and talked about all the different types of orphan barrels that are going to be, um, you know, pretty much there's none left or ones that are going to have new releases. Uh, and then, uh, kind of hinted at some other ones that are coming out as well. The next ones that are coming through, in fact, after Rhetoric 21, the one after that is my new favorite, and I can't tell you anything about it other than it's delicious. Oh, oh come yeah. on. Yeah, I know. You think we were going to get some good information. We're like, we're going to blow up after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell you it's a straight bourbon. <laughs> I guess and we'll take it. And it's going to be in a bottle, and it will probably have an animal on it. Well. So that's, that's all you're getting. <laughs> So, you know, you talked about, you know, old blowhard being, you know, that, that bottling was the last of it. Like there's never going to be any of it again. So with the releases that are out, um, you know, you talked about rhetoric having a five-year lifespan and after that it's all gone. What about barter house and lost profit and forged oak? Because I think what I've seen already is that some new barter houses, some new batches are starting to slowly show up on the market. Yep. Yep. So you're seeing batch two of barter house. Uh, you will probably also see a more batches of forged oak coming through. But as regards lost profit, that's another one that if you have a bottle of it, then then treat it with the respect it deserves because you're never going to see it again because it's all gone. Um, back to Barter House and, and Forged Oak. Yep, you're going to see second batches of Forged Oak. And we're already seeing the second batches of Barter House out in market as well. Uh, and we do not have a finite resource on this liquid as well. So I actually do not know how many batches they will be getting through from it. Um, we will have other releases coming, but I cannot tell you how many. So, I mean, what other kind of guests did you do you think that uh, had some pretty good impact or good good knowledge uh, when we were going through all this? Yeah, the, the Jim Rutledge story of how he brought – you know, they were able to bring back Four Roses to, you know, the U.S. And so it was pretty cool. And uh, I, I really enjoyed talking and chatting with him. And, uh, you know, talking to Harlan, he, he's he uh, got a wealth of information and he's a rock star. Like, um, 
they, they you know Buffalo Trace is obviously one of the best out there, and they got so many good products. And I really just enjoyed sitting with him and picking his brain about you know what's to be coming in you know of the single O project and you know doing this master they're the distillery program at UK how they're going to be starting that that was interesting and um, I really enjoyed um, talking with Angels Envy's uh, you know Kyle and uh, Kevin just hearing about because I see the building here in Louisville of the new distillery and it I'm really excited to see that all come together and I know they've just been acquired by Bacardi you know since we did that episode so I'm interested to see how the you know that direction that brand goes now it's under different leadership and so forth but I'm sure it's good things to come. Yeah, I don't think that's going to change. I think just that Bacardi's going to give them uh, more outlets and all that sort of stuff, uh, more funding, all those things that, that go into making a brand very successful. For sure. And it, if you're not from Kentucky, like the Maggie Kimberl episode's really cool. And uh, Adam Johnson, they, you know, they have a whole lot of knowledge on if you want to come visit here and do the bourbon trail or come hang out in Louisville. They just had a, and Sean with Mendula Tours also, you know, just to get you around the city and get you to the right places so you can kind of enjoy everything that we have to offer here. Yeah. You know, the great thing about doing all these episodes, what we've seen so far is we've gotten to visit some cool places, right? Right. As much as, uh, you know, some of them, you, you can probably tell that some of the, our, our recordings uh, sound pretty good. And those are the ones we do over Skype because it's really easy to get uh, pretty much crystal clear quality, you know, through uh, anything that you're doing. But sometimes we have to record them in person and we go to the distilleries uh, or we go in like in, um, 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 oh, whose case was it? When we went to, uh, uh, oh, Marion Zickers uh, for when we did the, the preser- preservation for, for Whiskey Row, uh, we, we actually went to that old historic mansion. Yeah. And we got to like take a tour of the mansion. And uh, then she had bottles. Uh, old Were they Stitzel Weller bottles? Yeah, they, they had Weller, like an- old Weller Antique 107 from like. Like the 1930s, 1920s. <laughs> 30s, they just yeah. had these bottles just sitting out like on the desk in this one room. And we were just kind of like, uh, do you like, do you sure you don't want to like hide those or like put those in a safe somewhere at night? Yeah. Cause there's that we've definitely seen a lot of cool things, you know, and kind of going back to that, to the episode that we did with Jim, you know, one of the funny things is when we, when we did this episode with Jim, you know, he was actually a, a very easy person to talk to. Because we can ask him one question, as you probably tell, this is why it went to two episodes, is he would just keep going. Yeah. And he would just keep going. And we're 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 kind of looking down at our at our at our watches like, should we wrap this thing up? Should we just let him just keep just kind of keep going? And we never really wanted to stop because we know there's so many good stories that that'll be lost in time because you know, Jim has announced his retirement from Four Roses now. Uh so we're definitely glad that we got to do that episode uh before he actually does retire. Yeah, that was funny. We're we normally try to keep it thirty minutes, and then like I think we'd asked one question, and he talked for thirty minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're like, "Well, I guess we'll just keep going." And, uh, no, that's so it, it ended up turning out good. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to you know for some episodes we're gonna have coming this you know this fall we're gonna get back hit the pavement again and try to bring some cool guests in for you this fall and winter and. Uh, and hopefully revisit some of the, you know, guests that we had this year just to see, you know, what's going on with their brand and what, you know, what's new, what's coming up and so forth. So bringing up another topic, uh, you know, there's one thing that, that we want to do to try to promote the awareness of the show. And we definitely think that uh, think all the listeners out there, uh, but we want to try to give something back to our listeners as well. Uh, so, of course, any way that you ever buy anything off of Amazon or you 
you know, you buy anything online, really, or you do anything online, you always look at reviews, right? You see how yep. many stars or whatever it is. Uh, so I'll, this is what we're going to do. Uh, for the first 10 people that do a review on iTunes for our podcast, I don't care what you rate it. I want you to be honest, put very good feedback, uh, and then send us an email at the duo at bourbonpursuit.com and we'll send you uh, a sample of something. I'll send you something from my bunker, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, something, you know, an ounce or two from the 14 stag or, uh, one of these willets we've always been talking about or something like that. Uh, we definitely just want to try to or get Kentucky Tavern. Yeah. Or some good, <laughs> some good old $9 Kentucky Tavern, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but uh, you really, we, we, we definitely want to try to get, um, you know, some more visibility and traction in that market, uh, just because it, it not only is it's going to help us in the long term to be able to get, uh, more guests and everything like that, uh, because we'll be a, a little bit more well known brand, uh, to a lot of these people and, and they're, they're not going to hesitate to get on or, uh, you know, we won't have to like sign, uh, NDA disclosure forms or anything like that when they actually do get us on the podcast. So please, uh, go and, like I said, the first 10 people that write a review when they hear this episode, uh, we'll send you, uh, you know, an ounce or two ounce sample of something that I've got to open my bunker. Uh, and then I can just talk to you over email about that. So please, please, please go and do that. I'm going to write a review right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. he's got a lot better stash than I do. But I'll send you some something out of mine too. I got some decent ones, but nothing like he's got, so... Oh, well, you can send them a bunch of your cured oak then. Yeah. No, no, no. Can't do that. <laughs> Bunker in that one for a while. Uh, I, I think, I think I can, I can splurge on, uh, on at least a few ounces of, uh, some 12 year old, uh, lot B Van Winkle and, yeah. uh, some other things. So please, again, uh, we would definitely appreciate writing in reviews. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Right? Yeah. Anything else you want to do before we wrap up here? No, I just hope, uh, everyone's enjoyed it and, Please do those reviews because that that also helps other people find it. Because if you're you have reviews and you're rated, it, then you show up on you know on iTunes more, so it, you don't have to physically search for us. So it'll definitely help the podcast get out there to the people that want to enjoy it. So uh, I appreciate you all listening and just you know keep the feedback coming, and uh, we'll see you next time. Well, I hope we don't get arrested for shipping bourbon at all right now, right? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're little peons. They're not going to bother us. Uh, it's being shipped from Brazil or something. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll figure out. We'll figure out those those the red tape here eventually. Exactly. Uh, but uh, Ryan, cheers again. Well, Thank cheers. you for being back on the episode. Yep. Uh, and and uh, well wishes to you and your new family. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see y'all next time.